everyone and welcome to the next episode in our Stay Connected podcasts. It's Louise Williams from Internal Communications. Today we're talking about LV's multicultural network and how you can get involved. We've got Ursula Jallo and Arissa Smith with us today. Ursula, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family as well as your role within the multicultural network? So I'm a white British woman and um, I'm a Catholic and I go to church every Sunday. My husband is black from Africa and he's Muslim. And we've got four children that are aged 22 to 10. Um, I guess from my perspective, I've joined the multicultural network and I'm actually leading the multicultural network. And the reason I wanted to do that is um, I guess my first point is that for me, inclusion on diversity, regardless of what that means, is really important because it is about people. You know, we're talking about people here and people really matter. And I chose to support the multicultural network in particular because it is close to my heart, um, having experienced um, the bias towards my family, um, mainly to do with their ethnicity but also some of the bias that I've witnessed, heard, seen as a result of being Catholic and also as a result of my husband being Muslim. So it felt like a, a network that I could really contribute to and really help um, people within LV to kind of be more aware and be supported, which is the importance of the network. Definitely. Well, thank you for joining us today. And it's great for you to be able to share your experiences with all of us. Um, so we've also got Narissa today. So hi Narissa, this is your first podcast. So um, I thought, could you just start by introducing yourself, letting us know what your role is at LV and a little bit about your lockdown situation and your background. Sure. So hi, I'm Narissa Smith. Um, I work on the financial crime team um, as a financial crime compliance officer. So um, the reason why I wanted to join the podcast today is mainly because of my ethnicity. So I have a mixed heritage background. So my dad's black um, and Jamaican and my mum's white British. So I felt it was really important to be today or um, part of today's podcast. Also with the current situation um, with, you know, lockdown, I live on my own as well and I, and I know other people would be and how isolating it can feel. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, kind of get out there and get involved. Great, thank you. So in today's podcast, we're talking about a really important subject, which I'm sure has been at the top of people's minds um, all across LV and all across the world, really, with the Black Lives Matter movement. So following the despicable death of George Floyd by a policeman in America, protests are taking place across the globe with the aim of calling out systematic racism. This isn't just a problem in America, but it's very apparent in the UK today, and we're in a massive period of change. Ursula, are you able to talk more about this? And particularly, um, we're hearing the phrase white privilege. Yeah, sure. So firstly, you know, as a company, we feel this is something that's really important that needs to be addressed and supported. So, um, you know, a lot of the activities that everyone will be seeing and hearing, including this podcast, is actually to make sure that we are providing support for all our staff at the moment, regardless of how they're impacted. Um, and know that it's safe to speak up on this stuff, whether it's a discussion with people, whether it's a discussion with your manager, you know, just being mindful that all times the discussions should always be respectful and that's regardless you know again once again i make the point we're talking about people here um 
so the multicultural network is a great opportunity to get people involved in talking about this sort of stuff and we'll talk about that a bit more shortly but I guess why is it important it's important because um, as I say we're talking about people it doesn't matter about the color of people's skin and um, we are talking about people and it is about for me making sure that people are really aware of what racism really is because you know we're hearing about George we're hearing about others that have been killed we're hearing about others that have been brutally attacked but also I think people just need to be aware that it's not always about that type of stuff it's also some stuff that people might not even realize they're doing themselves you know I know a lot of people that would say I'm not racist but actually by virtue of some of the things they'll say actually that is a form of racist racism in terms of um, the language they use or action and it can be offensive whether it's intentional or not and um, you know as people wish to avoid um, trying to either have actions or say things that obviously do cause offence. Um, on the subject of white privilege, um, I think initially if you hear the term white privilege, most white people get offended. And I thought it was important that we talk about it because actually white privilege is not an offensive term. White privilege is a term that's used to depict actually what benefit um, white people have as a race. And the reason I think it's important to talk about it because actually I think some of that might then help people understand how racism is still systemic, even in the UK. So for instance, you know, as a white person, I have the privilege of having reasonable and good relationships with people like the police and other authorities. As a white person, I can go to the supermarket and not be watched as a potential shoplifter based on my race. I can go to a music shop and find music that really does represent my race and it's really easy to find. I can go to a shop and find all the foods that I would use that represent my race. I can easily find a hairdresser that can cut my hair and I can be pretty sure that if I ask to speak to somebody in charge because I want to make a complaint, it will be somebody of my race. If I get stopped and searched by the police or pulled over by the traffic police, I can be sure that I've not been singled out because of my race. And I can easily go into a shop or look at adverts posted up on the billboards or pick a poster up or go and select a greeting card featuring people of my race. And that, well, those are examples of white privilege. White privilege is not racism, white privilege is about understanding your privilege and understanding, by understanding your privilege, you will understand a bit more about racism. So I'll definitely encourage anybody who wants to read up more on that because it really does help people's awareness and really think about the issue. Um, you know, there's lots of books, etc., and there will be um, a communication posted shortly on the internet which will give people some insight into articles and reading that they can do to help themselves to understand more yeah definitely oh, you you've highlighted some really important points and it is so important that we keep this conversation going um 
I think that's one of the great things about being at LV. Like we've got a multicultural network, which, you know, people, it doesn't matter. Like anybody can join it. We can talk about um, these problems that, that are happening every day, like still now in 2020. Um, like you said, we'll post more resources and links um, along with the podcast and various other activity that we've, we've got on. But, um, you know, working for LV, like I've said, we're actively inclusive we've got a value that is inclusive it doesn't matter age race sex everybody in the whole world is so different and we're all unique and that's the way it should be um but i think yeah it's really important that we continue to work together continue to talk about this you know we shouldn't be afraid to talk about it and keep the conversation going um yes you've made some really great points um, so, Narisa, can you talk to us about why the Black Lives Matter movement is so important to you? Yeah, so I'm sure if you're uh, active on social media, you would have seen hashtag BLM or Black Lives Matter. So the Black Lives Matter movement is so important because unfortunately we still live in a really racist society. So as I was saying, if you're active on social media, not only would you have seen the hashtags, but you know, you would have seen protests all around the world, the focus on police brutality in America. And I appreciate that's not in the UK, but racism is still very much alive in the UK. So black people are four times more likely to be detained under the Mental Health Act. They're five times more likely to die in pregnancy and childbirth related complications. Black boys are eight times more likely to be stopped and searched and four times more likely to have force used against them than their white counterparts. And, you know, it's 2020, there really is no room for the belief that a particular race is inferior to yours because of the colour of their skin or inborn biological characteristics. So as, as I was saying, um, you know, there's people out there that are going to say, you know, I'm not racist, but actually do do racist things. And I think moving forward, it's simply not enough just to say I'm not a racist. You need to actively be anti-racist in your day-to-day -day life and that will contribute to the dismantling of systemic racism which supports the injustice and oppression of black people so what is being anti-racist so being anti-racist you know as as was saying you need to acknowledge your own privilege your white privilege the privilege um that you have that means that you get to educate yourself on racism instead of actually experiencing it and I think part of that is calling out racism. So whether you're calling out racism that you witness um, in the streets, in your workplace, friendship groups, family, or even racism that you witness within institutions, even though you would benefit from those institutions, you know, call it out and reject it. Um, again, having those awkward conversations that, you know, no matter how uncomfortable they may make you feel, because black people experience racism on a daily basis. And this might not be through racial slurs or hate crimes uh, because more than likely it is through microaggression so microaggression whether intentional or unintentional is daily communication which can be like verbal or behavioral which transmits hostile derogatory or negative connotations to a targeted person solely based on their marginalized group so for example um you could say you know assuming all black women are sassy and argumentative when they're trying to express their opinion or clutching your bag as you walk past a black man because you have the preconceived idea that black men are criminals, that kind of behavior. So I think that's why recognizing your white privilege is so important because there's things that you'll never thankfully experience due to your skin color being white. So I'm obviously mixed race as I touched on earlier and I'm very aware that I'm at a disadvantage to many things in life due to my skin color, meaning I have to work 10 times harder 
but I'm also at a slight advantage in today's society because I've got a lighter skin colour and I'm not full black. But, you know, I still get followed around shops by security guards as if I'm going to steal something. I've never stolen anything in my life. When I go on holiday, I'll have to research the country that I potentially want to go to because I will need to understand their stance on racism and their acceptance of other cultures to determine if I can actually go. Um, and I still feel really uncomfortable if I'm out at an event and I'm the only person of colour there. It still doesn't feel like I'm accepted. Um, so I think, you know, part of today as well is just making a point of allyship. So the commitment to educating yourself on racism, doing your research, um, learning from, you know, maybe past mistakes or past experiences. Um, also your black friends, relatives, their experiences and just staying aware because there are so many ways that you can support the Black Lives Matter movement uh, by signing petitions, donating, protesting. Um, but I think the main one is educating yourself and those around you. Um, and as Ursula said, we'll be um, adding a selection of beneficial reading material on the comms after. So obviously you can have a read up on that when, if you're interested. Thank you. Yeah, I think, as you said, like we need to call it out. So you know even if it makes us feel a little bit awkward or a little bit embarrassed you know if we see something going on or we want to get involved I think the most important thing like you said is reaching out and trying to help that person and not and call it out rather than feeling awkward and embarrassed you know that shouldn't even come into it sure. um Ursula can you talk about um you know perhaps some some actions or things or things that you've seen that people might think is okay to say but actually you know it could be really offensive yeah, sure. So um, I think um, Nurse has kind of touched on it a few times with this sort of stuff, but I think it's things like um, people saying things like, you don't come across like a typical black person. And things like, my, and this is something my children, especially my girls, have suffered with for years, is the... Um, obsession with black hair so um if if my children are walking past their friends or even the parents in the playground there is a straight away a want to touch the hair it's so fuzzy or it's really frizzy or it's really soft and squidgy and you know nobody goes up to a white person necessarily and says oh let me touch your hair so it's even things like that that actually do cause offence. And, you know, as I say, if there's anybody listening to this and you've done it, um, you know, it's just being aware of that kind of stuff. You know, there was no intention. You know, my friends do it to my children's hair. There is no bad intention there, but it does cause offence. So I think it's just, like I say, it's the things as, as um, Nerissa was talking about around the microaggressions, that is a microaggression. So like I said, all that sort of stuff, please get reading because when you read it, I guarantee for those that do say or do do things and they really don't mean it intentionally from a racist perspective, when you read some of those things, I guarantee that some of those things will really settle with people. And if you do have that moment of, oh my God, I do that, you know, again, it's great. You've just been made aware. So it's just being aware that those things can cause offence. 
Definitely. Yeah, I think it's really important. Again, and the more we talk about it, the more, you know, it'd be common knowledge and then people won't say things that are embarrassing or offensive. Um, so I just want to talk a bit more about our multicultural network at LV because we're inclusive of all ethnic minorities. Um, you know, the, you hear very different stories of racism all the time, um, the news, on social media. Um, obviously, right now we're going through a pandemic and there's been really terrible reports as well about people, um, you know, directing their, their hatred towards anyone that they, you know, anyone from an Asian country, um, directing their prejudice towards them in relation to coronavirus, um, which obviously that kind of thing, you know, we won't tolerate. And it, it's just people need to educate themselves, I think. I think that's the, the main point. Um, so Ursula, can you talk more about what we're doing at LV in terms of, um, you know, we've got Zoom meetings coming up and charity fundraisers? Yeah, so over the next week or so, and not just over the next week or so, but in particular over the next week or so, you um, please keep breezing the internet because we will be putting up stories, we will be putting up um, communications that will be highlighting areas where people can get involved in supporting the multicultural network. A few things that we have got lined up um, in particular is that we um, have decided to um, do a, a multicultural network forum using Zoom. So given the current situation, uh, ordinarily we would, get, we would go out and do site visits and do network meetings that way. But as I say, given the situation, we're going to do a Zoom forum, which we expect to be next week. We're just waiting to confirm the dates at the moment. Um, and the whole purpose of that forum really is just really to get people together and um, encourage people to become part of the network. Now that might be because um, you are from a um, black and ethnic minority, it might be because um, you want to become an ally and support and make sure that everything we're doing to support our colleagues is happening. Um, but also I just want to point out that the multicultural network is not just about black and ethnic minority groups. It's also about supporting uh, religion and, um, you know, we have members that form part of that network who openly discuss and encourage understanding around different religions. So the multicultural network isn't just about race. Um, and so, you know, if it's something that interests you, if it's something you just want to know a bit more about, um, please come along because we are looking to really get that network going and see what difference we can make for our staff and customers and members and we will be asking for ideas about you know what we could do what we should be doing more of as a network so a really good opportunity for everybody to get involved um, also we are um, supporting uh, a charity um, which is called show racism the red card um, and fundamentally it is to again support education around anti-racism um, and it is an anti-racism charity um, it is well known with regards to its um, connotations with the football league but it's not just about football it really does give some really good um, opportunities to understand and really does acknowledge the racism uh, what needs to happen in terms of racism and change um, the other thing, so and also with regards to the fundraising, again, because we're not in the office ordinarily as, as a business, we would arrange a cake sale or do a 
team run or something like that but actually what we'll be saying is you know actually you can just straightforward donate if you'd like to but equally you might want to do something at home with your children or your family or your friends arrange a cake sale in the in the street um something like that um obviously making sure that we're still applying social distancing to whatever it is we do um, and then if you do do something like that, which would be absolutely great, please don't forget to send your photos in because we will be doing stories on how much has been raised and more about that particular charity. Um, so that's it. I mean, the other things you can do is um, sign a petition, as Larissa said, um, and there is also the DNI toolkit. But as far as the network goes, you know, we are a network that really wants to make sure that we are supporting all these issues and that we're supporting the staff. Like I said, this, this impacts everybody um, in some way and we just want to make sure the staff are supported and feel that that network supports in the right way. Brilliant. Um, thank you both. I think you'll both agree that we can keep this conversation going on and we will through the network, through different activities, we'll, we'll continue talking. And I, I think it's really important. Um, so thank you both for your time today. Um, we'd encourage as many of you across LB um, where you can to get involved with the network. There's so many great things going on there. Um, so just to finish off, um, if you've got any feedback, on this podcast or you would like to get involved in the conversation um you can email me directly or we can write we'll start an lb chat thread about it so thanks once again and we'll get another podcast out to you very soon